the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And for the next two hours, if you want, you can hang around. And we're going to talk about cars and oil and gasoline and repairs and just uh, different ideas on how to save you money. And it doesn't involve you put me putting your money in my pocket. It doesn't have anything to do with that. It just has to do with uh, I've got a lot of years of experience. I started working at a gas station in 1968. And uh, here I am today, um, a long time later, still in the car repair business. So it's uh, something that uh, I enjoy and it's something I'm um, pretty good at. And so if you have a question or a problem or if you have a dilemma, and, and don't we won't name any shops or anything like that unless you have something nice to say about the shop. But but we'll we'll avoid that because we just I don't want to deal with the phone calls from the owner of the shop. You know Monday morning yelling and screaming at me and telling me that I'm a, um, that I don't really have parents. Anyway, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I have a list of the best car repair shops at my website, MarkSalem.com. You'll find strictly diesel service and repair on that list. Nate knows diesels. He's a die-hard diesel service repair and parts guy. He works on foreign and domestic diesels, but Chevy, Dodge, and Ford, jumbo, all the time every day so if you have a problem then and you're in the northeast part of town um like i said i-17 and pinnacle peak road then strictly diesel is open monday through friday and they also sell parts and and you can contact them on their website as well that's strictly diesel and again i-17 and pinnacle peak road when it comes to to car repair you can imagine that i've been doing radio since 1988 in the phoenix area and actually i've done radio in St. Louis, and I've done radio um, on the NASCAR network. I've done a lot of places, and I'm not here to beat up shops, and I'm not here to let you beat up shops. What we're going to do is learn from one another. Um, The other day, I had a a note, an email from a gentleman. He was really nice. He had his motorhome at a facility, and um, they... It turned. It was something very simple that's now turned into something really ugly, and they can't fix it. Well, I knew the owner of that shop, and so I said to him, um, I know the owner of that shop, and I'll bring your your issue to, to his attention, and, um, and you guys can work it out. So I sent him the email along with my comments, and he writes me back about four hours later, and he goes, this coach is not in our shop. <laughs> it's just not here. He says, we don't have him in our customer database. We don't have the license plate. We don't have the VIN number. We don't have the car on the lot. We don't have any unidentified motorhomes that we're working on. It's just not here, and we don't have him in our customer database. And if he has a motorhome here for repair, 
his name and his address and his coach would be in our database and nothing's there. So I sent the gentleman a nice letter and said, um, you said it was this shop and, and evidently this shop at this address isn't the one that you, that uh, is has your coach. So um, I don't know that I can help you unless I know the owner and I can just put the owner kind of on notice on your behalf that you're kind of concerned. But I don't, I'm not going to go get your motor home and take it to my shop and fix it. That's just not how it works. Nevertheless, what's really important and what's going on right now is a couple of different things. Again, 602-508-0960 if you have a comment. What's going on right now is is we're finding out that that there's a whole lot of that part's not available. Um, I'm told it's going to be six months or six weeks or three weeks or whatever. That happens, um, and it does happen um, on a regular basis. But what's going on behind the scenes is is there's many senior guys with gray hair that's creeping out the front of their collar and um and they know that okay well just from one vendor it's not available but that same part has 10 different part numbers so i will use software to go get those numbers and then i would start querying those databases folks it's no secret on the internet that you can buy any part you want you can plug in your car the vin number the mileage and you can click on the part of the car that says differential or transmission and you can find anything you want what we're seeing today in the car market is is we're seeing things get together so for instance you can get on the internet and you can often buy parts one at a time that are cheaper than I'm buying them and I buy probably pretty close to a million dollars worth of parts every year so it doesn't bother me that you can do that because in reality your part comes with a part warranty so there's no exposure there where my part comes with a part and labor warranty so if it goes bad I'm going to change it and not charge you and so we'll put you back the way we should have done the first time but there's you also oftentimes have to wait a long time for your part and I don't and you oftentimes will get a part that you've never seen the, the name of or in a plain box or a part that's been installed that put got put back in the box those are things I don't deal with but that's okay but the but the bottom line is is that there's a a huge discrepancy today of what a part will cost. It's not uncommon and just the other day the shop was asking 505 for the part. The dealer was asking 480 for the part. The local parts store was 560 for the part and on and on and on. And so this part was kind of all over, but it had everything to do with this part right now is out of circulation. So what you're hoping to do is find that part on a shelf so you're querying a lot of different parts places. But in the Phoenix area, it's real simple. You can get on the Internet and you can order parts, but it's going to come from a place in Phoenix there's some huge parts warehouses in Phoenix just like there is in every other major city and those parts houses there's Napa there's factory motor parts there's parts authority um, there's O'Reilly's there's AutoZone there's huge factories parts uh, huge parts vendors that have warehouses in Phoenix so when you log on and you go to you know myautopart.com or whatever the heck it is then as you pick the part you don't even know which warehouse you're getting. You just know that that warehouse is going to be told to put that box and send it to you, UPS or FedEx or whatever. That's what's going to happen. They're not going to cover labor, so there might be a discount there because if I walked away from 
a labor claim or a, a warranty claim, um, I'm sure I'd get the part cheaper, <laughs> but I'm not willing to assume that risk. So those are the kinds of issues that we're having today, but it's okay right now. I got in line for a particular part, and the guy goes, he says, you know, you, you, there's people in front of you, but we expect that we're going to be able to fill your order in the next 10 to 20 days. And I said, okay. The customer doesn't have a choice. I can't find it anywhere else, so I'll stand in line. Meanwhile, we're still looking. We have somebody on the on the phone. Gil, who's that? Say hello to Howard. Howard, good morning. Mr. Salem, thank you so much for taking my call. I don't know if you remember my voice or me, but we spoke two or three weeks ago. You made mention I have all the brake lights on. I have a two. I'm sorry, 2005 Mercury Sable with the ABS lights on and the brake lights on. At that time, I was losing pedal. You said it probably was the master cylinder, and I should go here and there. If I'm not mistaken, you told me Harker's on Indian School. Needless to say, um, I didn't do that. I took it to another shop. They repaired the problem. It was the driver's side rear had lost something anyway it was destroyed so that was rebuilt and the brake lights are still on the brakes are fine but the abs and the other lights are still on me that's the reason i'm calling to tell you this turn of events but the brakes were great okay well did he tell you that i'm only going to fix this portion of your brakes and i'm going to leave your dash light looking like a christmas tree your dashboard well, looking like a, i mean did he tell I, you that I, I went in and told them that the, those lights have been on since day one. And as I told you in our previous conversation, they told me it was the, it's not called the proportioning valve. I call it the proportioning valve that what that has not been replaced. And I need that replaced in a wire back in that, in that break that went bad. Okay. Well, Howard, you, um, the, the problem <clears throat> with this conversation is, is that, on one hand, you say the brakes are working perfectly, and on the other hand, you talk about a proportioning valve, and on the other hand, you have a red brake light on. Yeah, the um, brake light's on still. And Howard, Howard it's on. my turn to talk. Howard. Oh, sorry, sorry, Howard. Mark. Okay. Um, that doesn't make sense to me. Howard, I'm not calling you a liar. Don't misunderstand, but I'm terribly concerned about your safety because a red brake light means don't drive this car anymore. A red brake light means I've lost control of the brake system. I have a pressure problem. I'm not doing this, what I'm supposed to do. I'm not doing that. But you're still driving it, and I don't know why. But when you took it in for the repair, I don't know what he did for you, and I don't, you don't even can't tell me what he did for you. But the bottom line is, is it's not a good idea to let them cherry pick of and create a, a menu of there's five items wrong with your car, and they fix only four. And it's all brake related. So I'm, I'm struggling with the fact that I know a red brake light typically means uneven pressure. I know red brake lights, if they mean uneven pressure, that means the master cylinder's lost half of its brakes. But then Howard says the brakes are fine. Well, if the front brakes were working, he may think they're fine, but you've, he's lost the back brakes. But if the back brakes were gone, he probably wouldn't notice because the fronts do a pretty big job of the entire braking. So you only have two choices. I can't fix it over the phone for you. Um, your choice number one is go back to him and say, I want you to address this, or number two, take it to another shop and have them address it. I can't fix your car. I'm worried for your safety and for your family because you say you got a red brake light on. There is a yellow brake light, and there are yellow dash lights. Yellow means caution, continue to drive, drive home. You know, you say to your daughter, if it's red, call me, I'll come and get you. If it's yellow, just drive it on home. Those are the issues. 
So that's the best I can do, Howard. I'm sorry. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and you're welcome to join us. I told you uh, about good shops, and I do this because I'm happy to tell you about them, and geographically they're located kind of all over the valley. Action Autos at I-17 in Deer Valley. I've known Tom since 1983. <laughs> Him and I have been friends. We've been good friends. I respect his business sense. I respect his technical ability. And I respect the fact that he has a really nice place up in the mountains of northern Minnesota, I think it is, that he took me one time. And he taught me how to ride a snowmobile. And then he left me on this big lake because I couldn't follow his taillights. And him and this other guy were doing like 700 miles an hour. So anyway, I have forgiven him for that, but when you're up at I-17 in Deer Valley, you're looking for a full-service, family-owned auto repair shop, I want to suggest Action Auto. He's on the northwest corner of I-17 in Deer Valley. Northwest corner of I-17 in Deer Valley. And he's a good guy. I promise you, he's a good guy. 602-508-0960, and we'll be right back. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Tune in to Top Gun Retirement Hour with Alan Kiefer. It's time in America for CRT. No, not what you're hearing in the media. Critical retirement thinking. Understand the process and challenges of retirement planning with best-selling author, Alan Kiefer. If you want to succeed at the business of retirement, do it with a plan and a retirement coach. Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. Right here on 960 The Patriot. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. (laughs) 
Well, thank you for holding over the break. It's 19 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. I want to tell you real quick about Larry Harker's auto. Um, Howard a minute ago mentioned that I had sent him and said to him, I would suggest you go to Larry Harker's auto, 38th Avenue in Indian School. Folks, there's a variety of shops in the Valley that I refer people to because I know the owners and I know that they know what they're doing. I know that they're not going to play games with you. They're not going to take advantage of you. They're not going to lie to you. They've been around a long time. They sell good parts. They back their warranties up. And typically, it's a family-owned operation. At Harker's, you're going to meet Ellen at the front counter. And you'll understand quickly, she's a no BS lady. And she knows cars, so don't try to out-jabber her. (laughs) And then Bob, her husband, and their nephew is in the shop. And when it comes to diagnostic and maintenance, they are really good, like the rest of the shop. So if you're in the area of 38th Avenue and Indian School and you don't have a shop, may I suggest that you visit Harker's. Let's go to the phones. Tim, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Oh, hi, Mark. Um, I've uh, I've been here in the Phoenix area for about uh, four and a half years, and I've been listening to you, uh, you know, over those four years, and I, I enjoy your show, and uh, I, I generally agree with everything you say. Uh, I've got a, a 2010 Honda Element, and since I've been here, I've been taking it to a Honda uh, dealer and getting a service, and I've been happy with that. But uh, just recently I took it in, and I got a, uh, a suggested list of items to do on my car that totaled over $4,000. Um, and I thought some of the prices on some of the items were uh, were high. And so, and I've heard you talk about fuel systems and tune-ups and being overcharged for that or things that are not necessary. So I've, I've got about three or four items I'd like to ask you about and get your opinion on it. Okay, um, just give, give them to me one right after the other. You go give me one first. And I'll address it. Okay. The first one was fuel. It just says fuel systems. Okay. If you have a problem with the idle, if you have a lean code in your computer, if you have a check engine light on, if the car starts and idles cold perfectly and idles hot perfectly, if the car will do 70, 80, 90, 100 miles an hour, skip that one. Those are the symptoms okay. for some fuel problem that somebody thinks. That is, that's a wallet flush and just like probably a couple of the rest of them are. So if you don't have the symptoms, then you don't need the work. And it's not in your owner's manual anyway. When you look at the maintenance, it doesn't say that we're going to go in there and flush your fuel injectors. It doesn't say that. Okay. Go ahead. Number two. The next one was uh, plugs, $500. For a set of spark plugs, how many miles does it have on it? 125,000. Okay. Is this the first set of spark plugs you've had? Uh, since I bought the car, uh, I've okay. had the car since 2000, 2012. They're staying plugs and uh, uh, adjusting the valves. I think that includes adjusting the valves. Okay, okay. <laughs> I love these. So in the morning, if the valves are loose, they're going to clatter, and then the clatter will go away when the temperature gauge first moves. If the valves are too tight, it's going to backfire, and it's going to backfire all the time. So when you hit the gas, that's what it's going to be. You don't have any okay. of that. So a valve, adjustment on, a, a valve adjustment on a Honda is really good money, but the problem is, is if the customer doesn't have any symptoms, then the, you have to defend yourself not only to the authorities but to God <laughs> when, when it comes down <laughs> to it. And then the spark plugs... And does, does the $500 just the spark plugs, or is that the valve adjustment and the spark plugs? That's both. Okay, all right. Because I was going to say, a valve adjustment, $500? Um, no, I don't like either one of those. 
I do think that the spark plugs, if you've not had them changed, and they're the original ones, I think a, a set of spark plugs would be a, an enhancement just to replace the spark plugs. You're likely to spend $150 for a set of spark plugs depending on which one of the four levels you get. The bottom, the you know, 25%, 50%, 75%, or those big dog platinums that uh, that will last the rest of your life and my life and our kids' lives. So it's it, it's <laughs> okay. it's really up to you. Just, you know, you look at the shop owner and you go, what kind of spark plugs do you put in your wife's car? And he goes, I hate my wife, and say, let's change. Is your mother still alive? <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead with the next one. <laughs> okay, the the last two are a coolant flush and, and brake fluid flush, and they had $190 for each one. Yeah, that's you know I'd love to do that. I'm I'm writing all this down for my guys just to say, you know, these are some of the prices that they're quoting. Um, you you are due for a cooling system flush if it's never had one. Um, most of the time, the cooling system in that car is a hundred thousand miles. You're at one twenty five, so a cooling system flush. But I, I think if you call around and just say you have a Honda Element, how much for a cooling system flush? You'll find some five star shops that will be able to do that for a whole lot less than a hundred ninety dollars. The other one, what was the other one? A brake fluid. Uh, oh, um, we have test ability to test it for water contamination. And, um, and and I think you do a brake fluid flush when you have to open the brake system. So you bring the car in and the brakes are bad and the left front caliper's been leaking. Now I have to open up the system and let's do the flush then and there. But we have the ability to check the moisture content in the brake fluid. And and I want to change your question. Mark, how many times do you see your customers spend money because they don't change their brake fluid? And what's the cost associated with that? And it's going to be this answer. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The answer is, is I don't think I've ever seen a car come in. Now, it is true we'll see cars come in at 300,000 miles with muddy brake fluid, and the master cylinder has gone to master cylinder heaven. We see that. Now, they should have been flushing a hell of a long time ago, but they weren't. So it, the color is not really a good indicator of it, but at 125, if somebody's going to open up your brake system or do a brake system, then you do the flush. But to just do it out here and never, never land, um, I would strongly suggest you reconsider. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, and what part of, of town do you live in? Well, I'm I'm in Surprise. Okay. Okay. All right. I I got plenty of shops that are in that circular area. I had Auto Dynamics. I had a nice letter from a, a lady the other day about Auto Dynamics, and, uh, and then I got Harker's at 38th Avenue and Indian School. And so um, uh, I got Billy at 25th Street. I don't know if you come into town or work close in town, but there's some other shops. But um, we're we're all going to be a little bit less than the numbers. All the independent shops are going to be a little bit less than the numbers you've quoted. Okay? Okay. All right. All right. Well, well thank you very uh, much. All right. Ann, good morning. How can I help you, Ann? I have battery uh, question. Okay. I have a Kia. I, do you want to know what I have? Yes, ma'am, please. A Kia Sedona, and it's a 2004, but it only has 48,000 miles. Okay. And I, you know, I haven't checked really good. But anyway, I have battery problems because I don't drive. Okay. I don't even put on 10 miles a week, so I keep losing my battery. So what can I, I just got a new battery now three weeks ago. Now, what do, what can I do to keep that battery going? Um, how long, how long between when you do use it? Is it days or a yeah, week? Yeah, it's days. Like I go to the grocery store a couple times a month 
and the drugstore once a month, and but they're real close. Okay, all right. Okay, that's that's a key there. Now, how how long was it? How long did the last battery last? Two, three years, four years. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of normal. Yeah. Two or three years is kind of normal. Um, to answer your question, you could take your car to a shop and say to them, "I want you to wire a pigtail from my battery." to have it come out by the headlight on the right front. And well, then you're going to buy this little box that plugs into the wall, and when you pull your car in, oh, you're going to... Oh, wait a minute. Oh, gosh. I don't... See, I have outdoor... A uh, parking is covered. I'm not close to a plug-in. Okay, okay. And what, what my question... Some people say, let it idle for 20 minutes, you know, or then some people say, no, you have to drive it, you know, 10 or 20 miles or whatever. Do you well, know what I mean? Yes, ma'am. You know, I'm, I'm 95. I'm kind, okay. of, I, I'm kind of an old lady. I'm going to send my grandson over to hot rod your car once a week. Is that okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. He would do. Um, here's the problem. First of all, there really isn't a problem because if you're replacing the battery every two to three years yeah. and in light of your use, that's good. Now, you also are probably buying a five-year battery, which means that you're going to pay for the time the money or the time you used, so you're going to get a credit towards the new battery. Yeah, I, um, yeah gosh, I've been through all that, you know. Okay. Uh, gosh, I, 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 is there a way for me to charge that battery by idling it or? No. No. That's a bad idea. The gasoline and the car sitting there running and the motor's not going to heat up and it's not going to run efficient. That's going to put gas in the oil and then we're going to dilute the oil and then we're going to cause problems there. We might cause problems from there. No, the answer is no. Either either you drive it more or you just live with, with the, 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 the situation that you have. If I can't plug in a little trickle charger at night time, then that kind of cr- creates a problem. But, but to be And stay there because I'm going to get back to you after the, the break. But you're still getting two to three years out of the batteries, and, and that's okay. There's a lot of gray-haired guys out there that brag about five years, and they're not telling you the truth. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45-plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. Plenty of people start something great in their 40s and 50s. Getting your retirement savings on track is no different. Go to aceyourretirement.org, and in three minutes, you'll get personalized tips to help boost your retirement savings. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. All about that theme and all the Everybody, 31 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. I'm going to go ahead and go back to Ann because I had to take a break. But Ann, I'm, uh, I'm back with you. Listen. 
<clears throat> I'm not complaining about the batteries, but when I go out there and the darn thing is dead, you know, and I have to call AAA, and then they come over and charge it. And they say, well, it's just that I don't drive it enough. And so I, I can you tell me, should I drive it 10 miles once a week or... <laughs> There's 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 no good answer and it's not a good answer. I'm pretending well, that you're my grandmother and I love my grandmother. Uh-huh. I'm I, there's no that none of that makes sense at all. So you're going to go dry I say to you, you know what? I need you on the freeway for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's not even good enough to bring a full charge to a battery. Yeah. That's not good enough. It, well, it and then if you're going to drive it during that period of time and you're going to have the air conditioning on and the radio on, then all of a sudden the alternator is supporting those electrical devices and it's still trying to charge the battery. Well, can I? In other words, are you saying now, like I, this this new battery, I shouldn't have to worry. Just go out and not worry about going only ten miles a week. That it's not going to die on me. I'm telling you that the battery life under the conditions you're using it should be between two and three years. Yes. Okay. And 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 yes, when you and the girls are going to go out, maybe take your car more often. Yeah, but okay. I'm not. See, I'm not driving. I'm not going anywhere. I'm the grocery store and the drugstore. And then when I go out there and it's dead, you know. AAA I know, but I, I can't. I can't predict when it's going to be dead. Uh, so you don't think I have to do anything to keep it charged? I don't think that anything that you've suggested that's been suggested to you by other people is going to benefit you at all. I think Just you're go going to spend. And- I think you're going to spend a whole lot of money driving around and and having somebody drive your car. And uh-huh. there's no guarantee that if they're on the road and they're doing less than 35 miles an hour, that we're going to put a whole bunch of electricity back in that battery. Mm-hmm. So either either you know uh, do maybe maybe. You say you go to the grocery store. Well, why don't you pick a Bashes that's 20 oh, miles oh, away? No, no. no I, I say I'm 95 years old. <laughs> I no, gotta no. go where I'm familiar. In, in it, other words, that battery I shouldn't. It shouldn't be going dead on me. Uh, no, you're not going to nail me down like that. I, I told oh. you a battery will last two to three years easily. I know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The battery is going to burn out like a light bulb. Some some day you're going to go out there and it's not going to work. But you have AAA. You pay for the service. Who cares? So you could say to them, hey, do you have a AAA facility close by? Yes. Okay. Jumpstart my car. I'm going to take my car over there. I'm going. To, they're going to take me home. They're going to charge my battery. And then they're going to pick me up and take me back to the car. And I'll drive it home. You could do that once a month. You could find a shop close by where you're at and just say to them, would you charge my battery, take me home, and then pick me up. That's it. I, I did that. I had to do that one time, too. It's it's just that they tell me, well, you don't drive it enough. That that it it That's true. How are we going to fix that, though? How yeah. are we going to fix that? You yeah. won't let my grandson come drive your car. Yeah. yeah and, and you sure as heck don't want me. I'll have that thing up and down to Flagstaff, and I'll charge the battery from here till tomorrow and day yeah, after. I know, no, my, but- it it's you you don't you it's it's not that you're not driving it enough you, the duration of the drives is not replenishing the electricity it used to start the car so on a 1 to 10 scale it takes a 6 to start the car but you just go to the the, the store and back and you're only putting two back in it so so over a period of time through attrition it's going to end up where you hit the key and it goes click click there's it, the only other thing 
Yeah, I, I mean, I can think of a lot of things, but you, I, I don't think that, that, that there's no magic bullet, and I disagree with the idea that you should let it idle. I think that's a bad idea. I think it's a bad idea for the emissions. I think it's a bad idea for you to sit in a car and let it idle for fear that the carbon monoxide would overtake you. I think it's a bad idea to have the engine just sitting there and idling and all that fuel washing all the oil off the, off the rings and the cylinders. For all of those reasons, the idea of either you letting it idle is a bad idea. Um, may, perhaps maybe there is a possibility where one of your neighbors or a friend of yours goes to visit her mother clear across town and you say, hey, I'll, I'll go with you and I'll drive. So look for excuses to use the car in, a, in that kind of a way. But if you're only putting a battery in every two to three years and you, you describe the issues you have, I, I find that completely normal and I think it's a waste of time to try to fix a problem that happens um, every two or three years. I've got to go, Ann. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. If you have a car question or a car problem, then you're more than welcome to join us. And the, uh, the list of good shops I have is on our website, MarkSalem.com. I've been in this business. We opened up our repair shop in 1994. Um, actually, we opened up a gas station in 1979, and then we ran the gas station, and then we went to a shopping mall, but then we opened up our present facility in 1994. So really since since 79, I've been in the car repair business, but I worked at a gas station all that time from 68 to 79. So it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things. I've been around cars. I'm an ASE Master Certified Technician, so I've taken all eight of the automotive tests, and I have passed all eight of the automotive tests. And I testify as an expert for the law enforcement community, for insurance companies, and on behalf of courts. So the judge will ask me to look at something and and give them a written uh, opinion on what the situation was, brake failure or whatever, whatever. So been around the block. But this radio show is me giving back to the community. It's not about my shop. It's not about trying to get you to come across town or, or anything like that at all. But in an effort to give you peace of mind, the best car repair shops list I have is geographically located. There's there's shops in virtually every part of town, and these guys have promised me that they'll take good care of you. And I'm proud to tell you that I've only I've only taken one shop since 1988. I've only taken one shop off my list. Others have sold and and gone off the list. Others have closed. But the fact of the matter is, is I've only had to remove one, and um, and I didn't have any problem with that because. The, you know, it's one of those things, parents, um, the story <laughs> doesn't make sense. And you're looking at the person telling it to you, and it doesn't make sense. And your voice inside your chest is yelling, something's wrong, Mark, something's wrong. And, and there was. So 602-508-0960, and we'll be back. Uh, can I take a break right now? Okay, I'm going to give it to Gil, and we'll be back in about three minutes. Dr. Sebastian Gorka says the cake is already baked. I'm often asked, what would you advise this administration they should do with regard to the Ukraine? And I'm saying, it makes no difference. You, you can't fix the cake once it's been baked. Short of replacing the commander-in-chief, you can't do anything. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Weekdays at 1 on Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This is Dennis Prager. If God saved the Jews in Egypt, why didn't he save the Jews in Europe? 
Was there really an exodus? My new book answers these and other questions. It's called The Rational Passover Haggadah, about the oldest holiday in the world. Just like my commentary, The Rational Bible, The Rational Passover Haggadah, my newest book, relies on reason. Relevant to non-Jews, Jews, and people of no faith. The Rational Passover Haggadah. Available at PragerStore.com or wherever books are sold. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. As a young teenage boy, I didn't even know what autism was. How do you even spell that? A few years later, I heard that a friend's cousin's son had been diagnosed with autism. I still wasn't sure what that really meant. When I went to college, my roommate's brother had autism. When I moved to the city for work, my best friend called me and told me his son had been diagnosed with autism. We were both in shock. I still remember the day I walked into the house and saw that look on my wife's face. I knew something was wrong. I'll never forget how I felt when she said, Our son has autism. Autism is getting closer to home. Today, one in 88 children is diagnosed with autism. That's a 1,000% increase in the last 40 years. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. 42 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here talking about cars. If you'd like to join us, we have a couple of lines that are open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Um, I just want to address um, uh, Ann one more time. Ann, I had a friend of mine call me, and he said that he would be willing to come over and put a solar panel on the roof of the shade over your car. Then he would wire the solar panel down, and you would then plug it in when you when you leave the car there, and you would unplug it when you before you drive away. And obviously, you could not drive away with it being plugged in because you'll rip all the infrastructure off. 
that's a great idea. You could have a handyman do that, but you're probably going to need permission from the property management company to put a small solar panel up on the roof. It wouldn't really be an, an, it, anybody be able to see it, and they could probably put it down with a splash of tar here and a tar there, which means they wouldn't be drilling any holes or anything. So if that were to happen, if that's something that you wanted to look at, um, mark at marksalem.com, mark at marksalem.com. Paul, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Hey, Mark, I got a question. I got a, uh, a 235 Chevrolet engine, and uh, I developed a rear uh, main seal leak. Uh, is that repairable? I took it to a shop, and uh, they gave me a price to repair it. They uh, they repaired it. As I was taking it home, I realized my uh, speedometer wasn't working. I took it back, and I had a bigger leak than when I took it in. <laughs> they... Uh, what they told me is that they tried to repair it. It didn't repair it, and then that uh, because they have to drop the the crank. Uh, can they just take? Because the, he tried to take just the front bear, the rear bearing off, and replace it. Um, is that something that would be correct? That uh, they do have to drop the entire crank. Well, I think it's it's a waste of your time, and certainly it's a waste of mine to try to discuss the uh the correct procedure from a guy who couldn't do it the first time okay okay so um right. he, here's here's what's going on yeah you got to drop the pan and then you're going to have to pull that rear main cap off now the seal uh-huh. is probably a rubber lip seal and it comes in two halves us old guys are going to dig out the upper part the upper half we're going to dig that out and then we're going to okay. slide the new seal in, but instead of the seal, the half moon seal being horizontal, we're going to clock it at two o'clock, seven o'clock. Then we're going okay. to put the we're going to put the other seal in the in the main bearing cap, and we're going to plug all that in together because we've done it before. And so what okay. he's telling you is, is I took the rear main, I took the oil pan off, I dropped the rear main seal, and I just put half the seal in. <laughs> he put the bottom half oh, of the seal okay. in because when you pull the cap off, the bottom half of the seal is in the cap. So he <laughs> takes that one out, <laughs> puts this one in, puts the thing back up, bolts it up, and he's hoping like heck it's going to work, and you know it didn't. So I, I think you should be, be nice but polite and ask for your money back. Because what yeah. he did didn't move you forward. What part of town do you exactly. live in? I'm in uh, Peoria, 91st okay. uh, in northern area. Okay, I just go over to Harker's. Um, they, they, I mean, they can Where do they that. Located at? 38th Where are Avenue in Indian at? School. Okay. And there are a bunch of All guys right. there that are gray-haired guys. This on a 1 to 10 scale is about a 6 or a 7 for them. Obviously, it was okay. on a 1 to 10 scale, it was a 15 for the first shop you tried. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you need an old guy on this. You need somebody who's done this for a living. Now, there also is a rope seal in there. and he I may think have... that's what they said. Okay. I think that's what they said, that it was a rope seal, and they replaced it with a rope seal because the uh, neoprene ones weren't available or something oh, like that. Oh, that's that's... That's that's just an ex, that's just an excuse why I, I didn't do a very good job. Um, yes, and and, okay. and and you need to leave it to the shop because they're the ones that are going to have to guarantee it. So you guys go in right. and decide if it's got rope, you want to put rope back in it. Put rope back in it. I'm going to expect it not to leak. If it's got a, if it's got a rope and you want to put a rubber in there, then put the rubber back in there. I want you to do what you do if it was your brother's car and you loved your brother. Okay. Okay. And that's what I would, right. I would tell him that. 
Okay? I appreciate your explanation and advice on that. Okay. Well, okay. good luck to you. This is the worst of our industry um, in the sense of this. Someone represents themselves as being able to fix it, and then they don't fix it. And according to, to Paul, he's got a leak worse than he had before. But there's no talk about, hey, put me back the way you found me, Mr. Shop Owner. Give me all my money back. You didn't move me forward. I'm in worse shape than I was before. So hopefully, um, Paul will be able to do that in a nice way and get the shop owner to see it his way. David, excuse me. David, you're up. How can I help you? Hey, how are you? Uh, you know, um, I'm, 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 uh, I'm up in Payson. It's raining like crazy, and there's elk all over the meadow. I'm sorry. <laughs> I talked to you before. I have a 2010 town and country, and we talked, and I described it. You come to a stop, and it feels like I'm not pushing the clutch in, and you said it had something to do with the transmission. Okay. And that problem went away, but now it's back. Okay. Now, is there, where is that little part that I need to change? Well, no, inside that's inside not... the transmission or outside the... No, 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 no. It, this is not change a part. You have to diagnose it. And and the only thing I can tell you is is when you come to a stop, I think you represented that it was like you had your car in fourth gear and you forgot to push the clutch in. So the car yep. came to a jerk, jerk, jerk stop and the engine was dead. Am I right? Yep. And then okay. the other part of the symptom is occasionally... It'll just drop down a gear, and then it will not shift up. Or when I start out, it won't shift up. I have to okay. stop and restart the car. And then okay. it'll go through a normal shift. Okay, well, you're not going to fix it, and neither am I. But there's a whole lot of guys in this town with gray hair and and a couple of and some dirty fingernails that can fix this. I would, I would call Automatic Transmission Exchange down on Washington. And yeah, I would I'm make at it Washington a and 35th. Okay, then take it to Automatic Transmission Exchange. Ask them to take a quick ride with you. But if your intention is okay. is to take one of our technicians for a two-hour ride, you're going to be no. not real welcomed when they come back. So, no, so not. just describe the problem. Meanwhile, this is what I want you to do. Um, I want you to, when you come into a stop, I want you to kind of come in a little harder than you used to. I want you to push the brake pedal a little bit more. I want you to come more abruptly because I want to make sure that the signal, when you hit the brake, we're going to cancel the lock-up torque converter, and I want to make sure that's what's going on. Now, can you feel that something's going to happen before it happens? Can you feel the, the, the downshift and the da-da-da-da-da? Can you feel that? No, not normally. Okay. Another thing that you can do is is if it gets in the habit where it does that on a regular basis, I want you to shift it to neutral, come to a stop, wait till the light turns green, put it into drive, and answer this question. When you put it into drive, did it die or did it go? Sometimes Otherwise, it dies, sometimes it goes. I've tried all that. Okay, the well, worst problem that I have is that I can't shift. Okay. Well, no, you got a bigger problem because you're trying to fix it um, based on, you know, uh, uh, symptoms that are moving all over the map right now, and you're not going to do that. Uh, 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 the torque converter clutch, assemb clutch assembly is inside the transmission. You'll have to take the transmission out to get to it. You might be able to have somebody just disconnect the torque converter lockup 
and you could do that, but that's a bad idea because you just took fifth gear away from the transmission, so you're not going to get good highway mileage. There's lots, there's lots of moving parts here. You only have two choices, keep living with it or have a fix. Those are the only two choices you got. There's no middle ground. But someone's going to have to diagnose it to find out what's wrong with it. And if they pull the pan on it and it's full of metal, they go, well, that oh, the lockup solenoid's got to be damaged by all this metal. It's either part of the metal or it's this metal is circulating through that thing and caused it to malfunction. Well, if that's the case, we're not going to just clean the metal out. The transmission's toast. And at that point, you, put the, you clean the pan up, put new fluid in it, and give it back to the customer and say, it is, it's NFL, not for long. But it, there's, no, there's no quick fix here. That someone has to diagnose the problem, and the problem can be in three or four different places. And I would say f- three of the four places are going to be take the transmission out and fix it. So it's not going to be something that you're going to be able to make an adjustment outside the transmission. That's just not going to happen. So good luck to you, buddy. Uh, Automatic Transmission Exchange, if you're close to 40th and Wa- 40th Street in Washington, I'd certainly have them take a look at it. Um, but but do yourself a favor. I'm giving you good advice. If you're going to take someone for a ride, and if you can make it happen in the first two or three stops, fine. But if you can't, take them back home because the shop owner doesn't like it when you take our technicians for 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes. And the technician's too embarrassed to say, hey, take me back home. So just be considerate of the, of the time, and remember, that's billable time that he could have otherwise been made. Make. Well, good luck to you, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you have a car question or car problem, you're welcome to join us. Gil, are we empty right now? Lines are wide open, Gil says, so there's five lines, and you can grab them. We're going to take this up to 58 minutes after 10. We're going to take about a three- or four-minute break, and then about two minutes after the top of the hour, we're going to do another hour of car talk. So you're, if you get in now, then you're guaranteed to be over at the top of the hour. Part of, part of the diagnostic process is having someone in front of you that knows the process and has done the process, and transmissions are a breed all of their own. There are a lot of guys that work for me that are absolutely astounding technicians, master technicians, but there are things that we take to a transmission shop because we're just not transmissions are are uh they don't they don't occupy our world air conditioning problems and cars that crank that don't start and fuel related problems emissions problems check engine lights all that stuff we do that so we even lean on some of the shops that I tell you about because we we want to take advantage of their ability to diagnose this this kind of stuff. So that's really what's the best. Gil, who's on the line? Say hello to Thano. Thano. Did, is that T-H-A-N-O? Is exactly. that how it is? T-H-A-N-O. That's right, Thano. Okay, good. Thank you. Good, how can good I help morning, you? Mark. Okay, so I have a 2006 Sequoia SR5. I've had it since November. And I'm, I'm, I don't know if I have a brake issue or not. Uh, I started to drive this thing and notice that when I'm sitting in an intersection, I'm stopped at the light, my foot's on the brake holding the vehicle, and if I don't pay close attention, it starts to slip away. Now, okay. I took it in. I was told by one shop that all of my, my rotators, or, my, or all of my, uh, everything has to be replaced. $3,000 brake job. Okay. And then I went to another shop who showed me my rotors. They, they were in perfect condition, and I had 90% life left on all my shoes. So I got two completely different stories, and I'm still kind of really, like, I'll stop the car, but then after 30 seconds, I kind of have to give it a okay. little bit more. All right, I got it. I got it. I got it. I wouldn't go back to either one of those two guys. 
All I want to know is, I, I, all I want to know is, is one thing, and I'll tell you what's wrong with it. Okay, I want to know one thing: yep. the brake fluid level. Full, clean. I would say full. I haven't looked at it. And lately, you haven't added anything to the brake fluid I, level since you've owned it. Correct. And and in the time when the pedal begins to fade for the, to the floor, has the red brake light ever popped? Because you'll you'll be pushing no. on the brake pedal, and you'll you'll think, gosh, I'm I'm pushing, I'm pushing, and then all of a sudden you'll get to a part, and you push, and it clicks, and boom, the light comes on. Has that happened yet? No, no. Okay. Light. Next time it starts fading, I want you to stay with it. I want you to stay with the pedal. So if it starts fading, just keep applying pressure, and I think you're going to get to a point where that I just described where there's kind of a pop and the red brake light's going to come on. The master cylinder's bypassing. The master cylinder's bypassing. That's all there is to it. You can take that to the bank. The master cylinder needs to okay. be replaced. That's it. If you don't have got any it. fluid, that means you're not, you don't have a leak. And so if you're not consuming fluid and you say you aren't, then you don't have a leak because a leak will cause that as well, a wheel cylinder or a right. caliper that's leaking. The pedal will fade to the floor because we're pushing fluid out that leak. But you said that the fluid's fed the same, and you haven't, and 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 everything you have is it, it has nothing to do with the AVS. It has nothing to do with the rotors. It has nothing to do with the pads. The hydraulic pump that's connected to your foot is supposed to push pressure, high pressure fluid, to each one of the four braking units and apply brakes to the car. The problem is, is it's not holding pressure, and that's why your pedals sink into the floor. So you can take that, that diagnosis to the bank. Right. Okay. Okay. That's what Google told me. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> I know, but I mean, I went to two shops with completely different stories. I'm like, I'm calling Mark Salem. Okay. Well, <laughs> what part of town do you live in? Uh, I'm in uh, North Central Phoenix. Okay, 25th Street Auto is up there, um, Martin's Auto's up there, um, Blackwell Auto's up there, all of those guys, they're gray-haired guys, they've been around the block, and they know the difference between right and wrong, and if you say to them, intermittently my pedals fade to the floor, and the fluid doesn't change, and I don't have any leaks, and I can show you how to make it happen for yourself, then <laughs> they'll just laugh at you, and say, you've probably been talking to Salem. But I didn't put words in your mouth. I'm using your words, right? Absolutely. And, okay. and you got it right. That's really the symptom. So, yeah, I look forward to getting to the bottom of it, but not the bottom of my floor with the pedal. And not to the bottom of your wallet, as everybody guesses. So they're looking at your brakes, and they're looking at the rotors and the pads. And then the question is, you want to grab that guy and sh- grab him by the ears, and you want to say, and how is it that the rotors and the pads are going to cause the brake pedal to fade away? How is right. that? Now, again, if there was a fluid loss, then he would be looking at the wheel cylinders and the calipers looking for wet oil or, or brake fluid that's going to control right. um, attract dust. Yeah, the, so The second shop actually let me go underneath the vehicle and look for all that stuff. And there was no leakage. There was no wetness. There was nothing. Okay. Well, they, obviously, they, whoever was in front of you doesn't know how a master cylinder works or, or, or what the symptom is. Um, I, I mean, you didn't get what you needed, but I'm just telling you, I'm 100% sure. I'm 100% sure that the master cylinder is bypassing if there's no fluid loss. So that's, that's the big if, is, is if there's no fluid loss, then the master cylinder is internally bypassing and you need to replace it and replace all the brake fluid. We'll be back 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. We'll be back. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.